knucklehead, 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 knucklehead. What's up, guys? With the Knuckleheads Podcast, I'm the fanboy. I'm the hater, and what am I going to hate on today? I mean, you always find something. <laughs> I, I don't think we've ever won an episode where we didn't dump something out. That's because it deserves it. Cause it's, it's everything like, is stupid. Everything is garbage. <laughs> Should all just die? I think, well, it's not even just you. One of us has to dump something out every episode. Yeah, definitely. But, I mean, I guess that's the point of having three people. Because one of them is always going to be uh, the dissenting opinion the in dumper. general. I mean, I don't necessarily want to be known as the dumper, but, you know. That would be kind of funny. I'm the fanboy. I'm the dumper. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if we ever get a if we ever get a fourth guy, or maybe a replacement for our third guy. Um, we try to replace him for get out of here. <laughs> we get a fourth guy. We we uh, automatically no. We vote on his name. He doesn't get to make his name. What is he going to be like? The straight man? He's just going to be sitting in the corner. The dumper. What do you think of that dumper? <laughs> the masturbator. Which I actually saw that. That's why they. St- <laughs> I saw a thing that said. Why do they call him Lord Vader? And it's like, because all the stormtroopers laugh when they call him Master Vader. And I was like, yeah, kind of. Yeah. It tracks. Yeah. Well, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on all platforms. We're on Spotify now as well. Buy our shit on Teespring. The link is in the description. You can buy hoodies, or you can buy t-shirts and all that stuff for the spring that's ahead. We also have coffee mugs and stickers. Offerings for all wallets, especially the cheap ones. I think our stickers are like four bucks, or five bucks for the 4K uh, sticker. We're inflation proof. <laughs> yeah, actually, that's that's true. Our, our prices haven't. Well, I haven't. Re- I have not upped the prices. But in reality, if we sold a shirt right now, we make like five bucks, four dollars or five dollars. I know it's seven bucks a hoodie we make on a forty-five dollar hoodie or something like that. So do do we cutting that in half or like you know what about the dumper? How's what's his cut? <laughs> uh, nothing right now. But some of the things we talk about every week, if you're in case you're new here, every week we go over our national holidays. Which this week we have a few. Our national holidays. Sometimes we well not sometimes we try to only talk about the food <laughs> ones because all the other ones are stupid. <laughs> we dump out some of the other stupid ones, like you said. And then at the end of the episode, if you last that long, we always go over our weekly Florida Man headline because they're worth it. Fucking Florida Man is stupid. <laughs> you want to fucking? <laughs> you're bringing a lot to the table today. <laughs> I think if we if you make it all the way to the end, or actually if you skip right now to the end, our Florida Man is is probably going to be funny. I don't think I have one yet, but when I do have one, I, I think I have a link right now set up, but I haven't looked at it. So going to our Florida man's or not a Florida man's national holiday. Let's see. Let's let's start yesterday because yesterday was National Atheist Day. All right, I can get behind that. Then we have Chips and Dip Day. I mean, you 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 lived on fucking sour cream and onion dip for fucking most of your childhood. Yeah, I, I love sour cream and onion dip. You're you're, you're like one eighteen sour cream and onion dip. I used to. I used to do so much fucking damage. Like, oh, we're out of chips. <laughs> Dump cheese doodles in there. Like, I just, anything got got dipped in that shit. He was like, I am not letting this dip go to waste. I'm yeah, surprised you didn't take out, like, crackers or a steak or... 
everything, dude. Every single thing. So it, it, it started in our aunt's house uh, in Long Island. That was the first time we really started. She always had sour cream and onion dip. Like, oh, coffee, dessert, chips, and dip. Like, there was always a, a white people thing, I guess. It was always, a, you know, a thing over there. So that's when I started having chips and dip. And then we would get it here every now and again. And, oh, boy. <laughs> You would just take the take the packet, put the lot, put the powder out, cut it up like lines on the table, and just eat the shit out of it. That that sour cream and onion dip is a shit. Do you still? Would you still tear it down if it was uh, available? Uh, once in a blue moon, Miss Fanboy will make some. She'll go to the store and get it. Or we always have like the onion dip, but never have the sour cream. <laughs> so, <can laughs> so for the holidays, make it for the holidays. You want me to bring like a five pound bucket? <laughs> I it, it fucks with my stomach, but I, I when was the last time I don't remember the last time I had it. But every now and again, she'll make it and she'll buy chips and we'll have it. But I don't know. It, it doesn't it doesn't really last that long in the fridge. That's one. It starts to get slimy or what? Like you have to really mix it in because it separates. And then two, the chips nowadays don't have enough chips in the bag. Like. <laughs> it's like the fucking air, you know, you pay like $5 for a bag and it's like a quarter of chips and, and air in there. It's kind of ridiculous. The funny thing is like uh, you don't have enough uh, chip to dip ratio. Like, it's what's, not. What's, you, you, you're you going to tell me when you buy a bag of chips, it has enough chips in it? Uh, I mean, if you buy the bag of Tostitos, yeah. That, well, that no, to, there's, to only the two, there's only two types of chips or snacks that pack your shit. And that's fucking Tostitos packs it. And I would say popcorn. Popcorn, really pack it in. Maybe some pretzels, <laughs> but... Uh, pretzels, pre- yeah, pretzels, yes. And, and I'll even, um, But yeah, but that's, I wouldn't call that a bag of chips, though. That's like a... Because most bags of chips are... It's a fucking lie. There's, there's a lie going on in there. And popcorn depends on the brand, because certain brands, it's not a lot in there. But if you get one of those big fuck-off bags, when, when you squeeze that motherfucker and you can feel it on both ends, then you know you got a good But that's what I'm saying. It. Think about, like, pop chips. Or think about uh, the chips we grew up on. What If you just went and bought a bag of Wise regular potato chips, there's, like, fucking 10 chips in there. There's not there's not enough chips in there. I mean, I'm going to assume the only reason they make the bag so big is so you think you get them. It's a trick to make you think you get them more. You know what I'm saying? I, I mean, reality. I could see that. Like, a marketing... Because in reality, well, what you get now, I would say maybe it would have been like, I don't know, like a dollar bag back in the day is like the $6 bag nowadays. Yeah. And, and there are no quarter bags or anything like that anymore. At least not around here anymore. Now, I mean, I think I've, I've seen, yeah, as a matter of fact, I've seen uh, some ruffles at the butcher, which I think they've gone stale by now. Um, and... They're the small bags, but I mean, it ain't no fucking quarter. I tell you that. So the the fifty cent bag is now a dollar, and the dollar bag is now six dollars. Uh, at least I would say somewhere in the ballpark, and it depends. Then you on have the all the snack size. You also have like the the snack size that comes in the box. That shit has like four cheese doodles in it. It's like the little bags <laughs> like this big. It's the bo- you actually you know what the biggest gimmick out of all the snacks we ever eat, eaten. One particular snack? One particular snack that is the biggest gimmick with the air in the bag. Mm. Cotton candy? No. Mm. Give up? 
Yes. <laughs> the mini muffins. Oh, yeah, those things. The fucking gimmick is so... Re- it's like, yo, <laughs> here's this big-ass bag with four... Mu- like, the muffin count never goes up, but the bag size does. Not just that, but those muffins are so small. You could fit all four in your mouth, where if you bought one regular-sized fuck-off muffin, you're not... Well, you could maybe... That's not even mouth. the top. Yeah. Four of those mini muffins is not even the yeah. top of a muffin, a regular muffin. No, not at all. Nowhere near it. It's, it's like... a a third of the top maybe maybe i, I like how you also had the, you try to slide a fucking insult <laughs> man. like i'm let me know you want to go <laughs> please let me know wait are you telling me you can't put a whole muffin in your mouth in one shot no if you didn't have jaw issues no muffins are fucking big i never I mean, had I, I have a, a a deep stomach i don't have a fucking big mouth <laughs> uh, uh, i can't I, take sandwiches to the head like that <laughs> You so you're a marathon runner, not a uh, not a not a sprinter. Yeah, I I you know I could eat fucking five of those sandwiches, but I can't shove them in the in the mouth like you know competition eaters. Uh, that, that's just gross. But I mean, I mean, I got a leathery man mouth, so you know. Is it the dipping in the water that's gross? Not all of it, just the whole aspect. Oh, the, uh, they're trying like not to gag while they're yeah. having hot dogs in their car. Yeah, I, I just want to walk up and like punch one of them in the gut at full power and just watch. Nah, them chop them in the throat. You'll just see whole <laughs> hot dogs fucking shoot out like a Pez dispenser. Because that that shit is just nasty. Well, stupid. Is you gonna go with stupid? Because that's your fucking nah, thing today. No, it's not. It's not stupid. It's it's really fucking stupid. <laughs> Let's see. Are there any? All right. Oh. National Cheesesteak Day, so that's tomorrow. No, 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 that's today. Excuse me. National Cheesesteak Day. Here's one for you. National Chocolate Covered Raisin Day. I do like them. They give me the shit, but I mean... Dude, the last time I had Chocolate Covered Raisins is when Click came out. When did Click come out? When did Click come out? 2006. That's the last time I had chocolate covered raisins. Because they gave you such bad shit? I went to the... I, you know, I try to go to the, see the Adam Sandler movies every time they come out. And I went to see that for my birthday one year. And I remember our parents bought me a PSP for my birthday. And I got the PSP and I had it in my back pocket. And I remember we went to see Click. It was uh, Yak Attack and the Fence Rider. They took me to see it. And we saw Click. And I had two boxes of fucking raisinets <laughs> because they didn't have. I, I wanted Twizzlers, they didn't have it. And then I I asked for something else, and they didn't have it. So I was like, "Fuck it, I'm not going through this movie dry. Like I gotta have some snacks. <laughs> like, I need something." And I was like, "Let me get two boxes of raisinets." And dude, by the time we got to the parking lot, he was like, "Yo, let's go get something to eat." And I was like, "Nah, I'm good. My stomach kind of hurts." And he was like, "You want to go back in?" You got to take a shit. I was like, no, nah, nah, I can make it. Soon as the car started and we left, the fucking, the, the cold brown hit me. And it was like, I had to call home. It was like, you know, what, what, what was that? I was 16. I had to call home. I was like, Hey mom, like open the doors, like literally open the doors. And I remember, I remember pulling out my pants and my PSP hitting the back of the toilet the fucking slamming into the toilet. You, and you lucky like, they didn't Fuck. fall in the fucking bowl, and then you yeah. dumped out on it. Yeah. <laughs> so you was coming in hot. You was just yeah, slow. it was bad. It was really bad. That was that was that was the last time I ate them. I I don't trust eating them shits. They will fuck me up. 
They will. They, they will. I mean, I could probably get away with a bag, but if I eat too many, like that, I'll, I'll be I'll, even but regular raisins. I have, ra- but I have raisin bran, and raisin bran fucks you up because of the fiber, not necessarily the raisins. Uh, for but, me, it's a double whammy. They double teamed me. But I had raisin bran last night or two days ago, and it, I was fine. It's just when I have, it's something about raisinets, man. I mean, maybe just like the super concentrated sugar, chocolate, the chocolate, the chocolate and the raisin are like fighting for supremacy in your son. They put fucking uh, like diarrhea fodder in there. So you just have to shit yourself. <laughs> At the raisin that company, they're, they're just laughing about it. He's like, another dose of duty. Just like fucking, they got a dropper, a duty yeah, dropper, yeah. and they're just like, give just, him more. He's like, what? It's like, it's only supposed to be like one drop per vat, and the guy is just like, oops. He's <laughs> just dropping him. Yeah, in yeah. It is also National Waffle Day. That's also today. We've talked about waffles. Waffles. Let me some waffles. That's a jip. A gimmick because it's just a pancake with abs, quote unquote. No, but I want like if it was three, it was a stack of waffles, then come fucking call me. <laughs> well, like the big, the big fuck off size waffle, yeah. I get, if you get a stack of pancakes or a stack of fucking French toast, the thick French toast, I feel like that's a better deal than just getting one soggy ass fuck all waffle, yeah. But when I get that waffle, I just put it in a fucking toaster oven and bring it back to life. But even then, like you still, I feel like it's still a jip. I mean, I would say that might be the equivalent of like two regular pancakes from like a a, uh, a diner, and then if it, if it's not the thick French toast, then that shit's worth like four or five Wait, fucking French. They toasts. also cut the fucking waffle into fours and act like they're giving you more food. <laughs> it's like yo, it's still one waffle. Like, <laughs> stop playing with me. It's still one. One waffle, four pieces. Yeah, the fuck out of here. I, I think that's. Uh, let's see. I think we have one more. Oh, for the twenty eighth. We actually two more for the twenty eighth. We had National Eskimo Pie Day, which is the from the ice cream truck, mm. and then National Black Forest Cake. All right, okay. This is some good ones. Is it me or you get deja vu sometimes when we do some of these? I mean, maybe we talked about the same cake last year. Oh no, of course we did. I, I, we've been doing it for. This is actually episode four hundred and sixty-one. So you're trying to say for four hundred and sixty-one times? That's eight, eight years and eight months. We recorded straight. That's a long fucking time to be mm-hmm. mediocre at something. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I might have to downgrade myself. <laughs> I mean, how many people could actually say they stuck with something for eight years because they like doing it? Most uh, people give up. Yeah, yeah. This week also in the in the news was the World Baseball Classic finished. We lost. Can't you can't hope to you can't hope to uh can't hope to beat the, the, the pros, man. Nah, we US lost to Japan. So they Japan take baseball fucking nuts. serious over there. They don't no, they around. they do, but it's the World Baseball Classic is like the it's it's like all the other sport classics when it's you get team you get people from all professional sports teams and put them on one team. So like the U.S. Gotta, basketball team has like it had Kobe, LeBron, it had like every fucking All Star you could think of. With this, not all the All Stars play for the U.S., so they are uh, spread out across the world. So Japan yeah. has an all-star that 
is one of the best players in the world, and he's like I would say the Japanese like uh, Bo Jackson. Like he could do everything in 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 sports. So because Bo knows, yeah. So he it, the the way it played out, I thought we we're gonna get eliminated last weekend, but we beat we beat Cuba. No, we beat Venezuela. That was the hardest game. And then Japan faced Mexico. That was the best game of the tournament. And Japan beat them. And then we wound up playing Cuba. We beat Cuba. Fucking annihilated them. Sent them on a raft. And the next one was U.S. versus Japan was the final. Whatchamacallit. I thought Cuba's two biggest imports was Cuban cigars and baseball players. No, it's uh ours. We import Cubans, <laughs> uh, but they they're they're a good team. But we U.S. fucking washed them. But uh, Puerto Rico also had a good team this year. Dominican Republic had a good team this year. This was a very stacked year, and it just sucks that the next one is you know three years from now. So in reality, the regular baseball they play, they're not really the world champions. These are the world champions technically now. So. The, the, at the end of the regular baseball season, it's a lie. They're not world champions. Uh, well, it's called the World Series because it involves the world. Yeah, but this is also the the World Baseball Classic is it, the the reason why I love it so much is because it gets people involved in baseball every year. Like the games for the Baseball Classic, there was so like. This last year or the year before, attendance went down 25% for baseball. And in the World Baseball Classic, every fucking seat was filled. And every, like, it, it raises the stakes for baseball so much and gets <laughs> all new eyes on baseball. Raise so, the stakes. I love that. Well, I mean, other countries are fanatic, super fanatical about sports. Like, they, I think, you know, like soccer, soccer we know, yeah. is, is huge. But, you know what I'm saying? I think. Maybe other kind like baseball in Japan, they, they take that shit fucking serious. Where you know, I mean, when no, we, compared we take to baseball serious, but they respect baseball players. They don't really shit on their baseball players like we do. I mean, I, they're getting paid millions. I, I want results, motherfucker. I mean, they get paid millions in Japan too. Those baseball players ain't getting peanuts. The 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 fucking all stars. Why do you think they? As a matter of fact, the Japanese players that come to the U.S. That guy uh, Atani, the the one that. I said is the the Bo Jackson that motherfucker plays for the Angels or some shit. He he gets paid massive millions of dollars. So then, in reality, in American baseball, you get paid a lot, so we're gonna we, we punish you, <laughs> we make you pay for it. So I think he plays for the Angels. I can't. Remember. But it, the the craziest shit is when he hit a home run. The whole stadium passed the ball around. They literally passed the home run ball, and everyone was taking pictures with it individually it got all the way around the stadium and then went back on the field to him awesome. that's how much they respect that motherfucker in japan that's hardcore well now how long that fucking took brother is that that shit Dude, for it, literally i was watching a video and you see people like they have the ball they hold it in front of them <laughs> take a picture or hold the ball and take a, a selfie and then pass it to the next motherfucker they're like um <laughs> all right delay a game to pictures with the ball but you would think, they, I mean, <laughs> Japanese people can't even wait for their fish to cook. They ain't got no patience. <laughs> I assume that they would be like, yo, let me get that ball, motherfucker. <laughs> I mean, 
what are you laughing at the sushi chop? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was just gonna, you know, I was like, are we gonna start in on these guys? You know, they start like karate chopping each other for no, the No, it's definitely a really cool, turns into, like, uh, I, I love the fact that they respect the game. The only place J- uh, Japan doesn't respect in baseball is Korea. Like, they fucking hate each other. Their baseball teams are, it's worse than the Red Sox and, and Yankees. So, like, if they could get into a brawl, they would. They do. No, they not if they could. They have. <laughs> so, when they do. Yeah. You just hear yeah. everybody wants Kung Fu fighting. <laughs> no, but uh, the, our, the crazy our, sh- our three fans that are left are like. Japan are like, like, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> the, we, we, we take pictures with ball. <laughs> you don't stop us. I, I think that shit is mad cool, though. The, the respect that they have for the game. The I, fact that the ball made it back to the to the field is unconscionable yep. because you would think that like you no, know, that's the ball everybody wants to keep. But instead, they're like, yeah, we're gonna give it back to this motherfucker. In the U.S., they would there there are plenty of cases in the U.S. where someone hits a homer and it's a a ball that is like a record or something. The player normally always gets it back, but gotta pay. You, you giving me a bat or you giving me something with an autograph? Like if I catch a ball. I'm giving it back, but you're gonna give me some. Like I want, fucking, give me a tour of the clubhouse. Give me, give me Season a bat signed by a few players, like something. I mean, I guess it, it's fucked up, but kind of fair at the same time. You know, it's a little bit of a trade. In reality, like I would assume that, like, if the the guy who caught the ball, like, if he, I don't know, as long as you're not being a dick about it, that dude rolls up and he was just like. Yeah, we want that ball. Like here, we're willing to give you all this stuff for this ball or this for that ball. Then you know, don't be a dick and extort the motherfucker. Like, nah. Normally yeah. they throw it back, or they'll like if you catch a record from the other team, you throw it back. Like you just throw it on the field. Like fuck you up. Like anytime you catch any ball from not your team, you throw it back. If you catch it and it's your team, chances are they're gonna go to you and just give you a bat automatic. Like they're gonna give you something without you even asking for it. That's if you go, yo, all right, you gave me a bat, but I want, you know, tickets to the World Series. They're like, yo, go fuck yourself. Like, take the ball and shove it up your ass. But what you should do is bring a ball with you, fucking catch a homer, give them the bullshit ball, and take the homer (laughs) ball and fucking sell that shit on eBay after they give you the bat. Damn. Hey, you scuzz. (laughs) Try to make money, man. I'll try to make money for my family. For you. You get half. I'm going to try to give you some money. Let's do it. (laughs) Yeah. But it's it's it just sucks that it takes fucking three years. I'll, I'll come full fight our way out of the stadium. Don't worry. It's gonna be tough. The the other stuff to talk about this week. Oh, last week, last last week's episode, uh, which I had an, an issue with uploading. I'm I'm still trying to fucking upload it. Uh, I had an issue with Podbean. But last week we talked about what was it? I think it was last week or the week before. I brought up Mel Brooks and. You were saying you were gonna watch either Blazing Saddles or, or Young Frankenstein or something. Did you ever watch anything? Yeah. No, it was the producers. Oh, did you watch the uh, producers? No, <laughs> no, I did not. Um, I fucking forgot all about that. You didn't say nothing. I remember, but I got a fucking. It, it was Patch Week and Wow, so it's been new content. So I was just you know. So I, I would, out of all the movies I, all the updated movies I've seen that I've only seen once or never seen before. I think the producers is good. You know, Gene Wilder is a fucking treasure. I we saw both of them, but I would say the high anxiety had me fucking dying, dude. High anxiety is 
it's like a a comedy spoof of all the Alfred Hitchcock movies. Uh, and and the, the main character is Mel Brooks. And he wrote it? Yeah, it, it, it's one of his movies. But it's fucking hilarious, dude. Like that one. Because I, 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 we've been watching since I've been reading his book. You know, when you start reading the book, you start, I, you start hearing stories about how he did certain things. So I'm like, you know what? I want to watch fucking Spaceballs again, and I want to watch Men in Tights again. So we've just been watching, rewatching some of the movies that we love, and then throwing in some of the movies that we haven't seen. So last week we watched Blazing Saddles for the fucking thousandth time, and I can watch that uh, all the time. They were like, you know what? Let's throw in. Uh, Let's throw in fucking watch call. Let's let's try anxiety and oh man, that shit was good. I, I was like, granted, I've never seen a lot of the Alfred Hitchcock movies. I know the the Boyds, but uh, the funny like just it's about a doctor who ha he suffers from high anxiety and he he is in a he he gets a job at like this mental institute for the really, really nervous or some shit. And he works there and there's like schemes where their patients are okay, but they make them stay there because they pay like 12 grand a, a year. And there's, there's like murder and all this shit. And he's, he gets framed for a crime. And it's just so much shit that in a Mel Brooks movie, you don't expect. And it's, it's well-written and funny. The movie I wouldn't recommend was is Twelve Chairs. That one is it's supposed to be a comedy, but it's like Young Frankenstein, where it's more art piece than comedy. So mm. Twelve Chairs, we watched that one. Twelve Chairs of High Anxiety, I never seen before. So we watched those and the producers this weekend, uh, the past weekend. But Twelve Chairs is there on on her deathbed in Russia. This woman confesses to a priest that. When they went, when they came in and and Soviet Union, all that stuff. When they came in and took all their their jewels and worth and all that stuff, she hid all her jewels in a dining room chair, and it's a set of twelve. And these chairs, there is an aristocrat, a priest, and a con artist. And the movie's about all three of them trying to find these fucking chairs all over Russia, and they keep <laughs> following them and all this shit. And they're like. They get to, they get a you know two out of the set and they're breaking them open looking for it and they can't find it and they're losing their shit and it's it's one of those type of movies where the, it's an adventure about greed but then it's about friendship with the aristocrat and the con artist and there's there's a lot to it there but it's more it's not as funny as as you would expect the Mel Brooks movie to be. I've definitely never heard of those. Uh... Those movies, I'm sure there's plenty of more movies he did that I never heard of. That one's free on YouTube, by the way. We watched it on YouTube, uh, 12 Chairs. Mm. Somebody put it up for free with no ads. Isn't uh, his next movie's coming out soon, isn't it? Is that going to be uh, his, uh, History of the World? Oh, no, you it's know? on Hulu. It's, it's out already. Right. It's, uh, oh, yeah, I was going to say. Is it, I was going to ask. Oh, it's a show. I was wondering if it ever came out. No, it was going like to come 10, out in the theater. 10 episodes? 12 episodes, I think? Oh. Have you it watched it? Uh, no, no. That so that was the whole thing. We we were gonna start watching it, and it was one episode. And we we're like, you know what? Let's start watching more. You know, let's watch History of the World Part One, and then watch the show. And then we watch Part One, and then we're like, you want to watch Spaceballs? Then we watch Spaceballs, and then just went down the fucking rabbit hole. And it just so happened that his book came out, and I started reading his book, and 
the craziest thing in his book so far. I think I have like six hours. It's a, it's a really long book, but the the craziest shit is they're they're casting for Blazing Saddles, and for Blazing Saddles, he's you know breaking all these rules and he's trying to get. He said he either wants to get a huge Western star or somebody who's like a drunk to play the Waco kid. And he wanted John Wayne. To play the Waco kid? Yeah. And he he met John Wayne in the Warner Brothers like lunchroom kind of deal. And he's like, hey, I have this The very lunchroom that they're they're fighting in. Yeah. (laughs) He's like, hey, I have this script. He's like, I have this script. And I was wondering if you would take a look at it. You know, it's a Western, but it's something like you've never seen before. And he's like, John Wayne's like, yeah, yeah, I'll read it. And he goes, okay. He's like, I'll, I'll come back tomorrow, same time. And I'll tell you my thoughts. And he comes back and he's like, I can't do this movie. And he's like, why? He's like, because it's too blue. He's like, my fans, my fans won't, won't keep following me if I do something this raunchy. Um, so Mel Brooks is like, fuck, what are we going to do? And Mel Brooks, they give him a recommendation for this other guy. I can't remember his name, but they bring in this other guy and they're, they're shooting. They're shooting. The the first scene he shoots is with the first scene they shoot is the actual first scene where you meet the Waco kid, where he's upside down in the jail. Yeah. And he's like, uh, are you whatever? And he's like, are you a black guy? <laughs> he's like, are you, are you awake? He's like, are you are a black, we black guy? Yeah. He's are like, we are, black? are we black? <laughs> yeah. So the first scene the guy shoots is that, and he's hanging upside down and he starts saying the lines and he goes, are we black? Black. And then he starts projectile vomiting green spew all over the jail <laughs> uh, scene. And Mel Brooks talks to his, um, what's his name? The agent. His agent. And he goes like, is he still drinking? He's like, no, he's actually sober. And Mel Brooks, all right, let's get an ambulance. They get an ambulance in. He goes to the hospital and he's having like alcohol withdrawals. And Jeez. the doctor is like, you can't film. You can't do anything. You're, he's going to be in the hospital for like a month. So Mel Brooks, he already took all the money for the studio. He already did all this shit. So he calls Gene Wilder and Mel Brooks is freaking out. He's like crying. He's like, hey. I need you, man. I need help. I, I, I'm, we can't lose any film. Like we, he's like fucking pleading with them. And this was Friday morning and he calls Gene and Gene's like, I don't know whether to cry or to be happy, but I'll be on the next flight. And he flies out Saturday gets in. They go to pick his wardrobe and his horse Sunday. They, they, they pick some more of his, uh, like, Saturday they pick wardrobe, Sunday they do horse, and then Monday he's filming the same scene that they just fucked up Friday. Knowing Jeez. all his lines, everything on Monday. They're fucking pro. And the the create the reason why I brought up this story, the serendipity of this story, and how like Mel Brooks's life should just be a movie in its own, is they're filming Blazing Saddles, and he goes into the lunchroom and Gene Wilder's sitting there and he's writing. And Mel Brooks is like, what, what do you got there, Gene? Like, what are you working on? He's like, I have this project called Young Frankenstein that I want to make. And Mel Brooks is like, huh, Young Frankenstein. And he's like, what, what's your dream for this project? And he's like, for you to direct it. And Mel Brooks goes, how much money do you have in your pocket? 
And he goes, $57. And he goes, that's a start. He's like, I'll let's write it. I'll write it with you. If we like what we see, I'll make the movie for you. And they fucking wrote it together and the, you know, made the movie. And the only caveat that Gene Wilder said is you can't be in the movie. All right. I can live with that. And he was (laughs) like, sure. And he asked why. And he was like, because I don't want any of your attention split. I want this to be directed right. I don't want you to have to worry about acting in a scene. I don't want you to have to worry about any of that shit. And the the main thing Gene uh, Mel Brooks told the whole cast on the first day was, this is the only people that know this is a comedy is the audience. Your characters don't know this is a comedy. So don't be funny. Don't try to be funny. The whole point is, it's going to be funny, but don't force it. That's the yeah. only note he gave the whole cast. There's and a lot of dry, dry wit in that Yeah, movie. especially the hunchback dude. Like, he's fucking hilarious. And he's the only one that's, that's even acting. Uh, he's acting silly, but he's not acting funny. The shit he does is just But funny. even Gene Wilder has so many funny things that, like, he's not trying to be funny. He's the straight man. and Because in the Waco Kid... In Blazing Saddles, he wasn't supposed to be funny either. He's just so good that he becomes funny. Yeah, he's, he was definitely a top So, it, So what he wanted was Richard Pryor and and uh, John Wayne in Blazing Saddles. Yeah. That a crazy And the studio was like, no. Richard Pryor, no. So Richard Pryor's a writer with him, but they won't let him star in it. Because he was so fucking coke, that is. He was a crazy... <laughs> his, his name was, like, just synonymous with coke and, and bitches and hoes. And <laughs> he was not good for their, for their image. Uh, so they, they decided, nah. But I, I definitely recommend his book. It's each chapter. So after he talks about his time in the war and his upbringing, it, every chapter is one of his movies now. Mm. so like he just you know stuff he went through to get them and do yeah like how he started how he started how he filmed how he casted like he explains you know why he made blazing saddles the way he did and why he because i always wondered about blazing saddles the one thing i never liked was the ending i never liked the ending number i I always thought that was silly it didn't fit and what happens what are they fighting in the movie outside of the movie theater no no but even before that when there's a big like when they're doing uh, the fucking gay, uh, the gay scene, and they're doing all the yeah. the main it's gay the, guy is like, hey, you know, we're we're doing uh, stick out your butt. They're doing that whole fucking dance number shit, and then they start fighting. I always found that weird, and it's, when, yeah, it kind of spills into reality, and, and you don't understand like what this doesn't make sense. And the reason why he did that is because his he wanted to make something so outlandish, and he wanted to be the first movie to shatter the fourth wall, and. He's like, the first thing you see is the studio. And then he's like, I shattered the fourth wall so much that in the last scene, you see the Waco kid holding the popcorn that he got from the movie theater (laughs) in the Western scene. Like he fucking shattered the fourth wall with that movie. And that was his intent. And now the ending actually makes more sense now. Yeah, because it kind of does come out of uh, left field. Yeah, like, what the fuck? It's a weird random singing number. Like, where did this come from? Like, I don't understand. They didn't it. even say. He's like, I'm working for Mel Brooks. And yeah, yeah. Punches the guy. Because he's like, we're shooting. Or he's like, this is a this is a close set. He's like, I don't care. I don't give a shit. We'll work for Mel Brooks. And he's like, pow. Uh, what's his name? Oh, God. Taggart? Yeah, yeah. Well, I was thinking of the actor. Um, oh, I don't know. 
because he's so good in whatchamacallit. Um, I call um, him Hagger. <laughs> Uh, Doctor Strange, love uh, Slim Pickens. Yeah, yeah, Slim Pickens. Uh, okay. uh, he's he was so good in that movie. He fucking rode that bomb down like a. <laughs> it's also like the sandwich. the Headley Lamar is also in a bunch of his films too. The guy who plays Headley, yeah. he's he's also in High Anxiety. He's the main doctor. Mm. So is the he's, the woman, uh, the, the German chick from Young Frankenstein. Yeah. Uh, Lynch. What the fuck's her name? What the hell's her name? She's so Cloris Leachman. I think it's Cloris Leachman. She's she's in Young Frankenstein and she's in High Anxiety. And then the two chicks from Robin Hood Men in Tights, the the Maid Marian and the fat chick, both of them are in the movie with Leslie Nielsen. Like he's the original Adam Sandler of casting, like keeping the same people. Yeah, keeping the same people, especially the. What's the fat guy? He he's uh he was in Blazing Saddles. He was in a bunch of his shit. Uh, Slim Pickens? No, 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 no. The fat guy who the the fat guy who's in the play. That's like get off this set. I <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't know who that guy is. I want. It's not Paul Perdon. It's the other fucking fat guy. Paul Verhoeven. <laughs> what the fuck's the fat guy in Mel Brooks? Mel Brooks. But that guy, he's also in. He's in History of the World. He plays Caesar. Uh, he is in Twelve Chairs. He's the priest. Uh, he didn't look fat to me. I, mm. Don Don DeLuise. Was... There you go. Don DeLuise. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> um, he, he played, uh, whatchamacallit, he played uh, the annoying guy in Robin Hood Men in Tights. Yeah, he, he's in Don okay. DeLuise. It's either Don DeLuise or his wife is in almost all of Mel Brooks' movies. I guess they're friends. <laughs> yeah, really good friends. But Gene Wilder as well. That That's the only part of the book I'm not looking forward to is when Gene Wilder dies, how he handles it. Because Mel Brooks' best friend was the guy from Ocean's Eleven, the old guy. Um, that was like his best friend. And when he talked about that chapter, that was like really sad that he he would even go. The guy they, who played Saul? Yeah, they, they he was. That guy died? To, yeah, I think like a few years ago, 2020 or 2019. Jeez. But he, Mel Brooks and him would like sit in front of the t- the TV watching old movies. And then like they had the, the table with the, like, you know, the the table that you have on your computer. Yeah, the little folding table. The well, What is that called? Like uh, the like a lunch, lunch tray table? Or? Yeah, it's like a lunch tray table. And, and he would sit there with his dinner and they would sit in their recliners watch movies and then after he died before they sold his estate mel brooks would like go to his house by himself you know uh and 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 just eat by himself where they both would be and he would act like he wasn't gone like that Mm. kind of stuff is like i'm not looking forward to that when he gets to that part of the book about gene wilder because gene wilder is a national fucking treasure how good he is in in his movies he's very underrated yeah too too bad he, he wasn't still kicking yeah, I, I, I would, granted, I don't think they ever would, but I know the guy from Big Mouth and Wanda Sykes, they're the ones who approach Mel Brooks about making History of the World Part 2, and I would love if they go, you know what, fucking Spaceballs 2, The Search for More Money, or Blazing Saddles 2, and just... Um, we already wrote in. it, so give us a call, Mel Brooks, uh, yeah. we'll... Uh, 
we'll, 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 we'll take percentage on the back end, you know. Yeah, Spaceballs, the search for more monies. <laughs> <laughs> nah, they they gotta they gotta jump jump harder because there was supposed to be a Spaceballs three as well, which I sort of think about it the other day. There was there was already a name for a Spaceballs three. Um, I didn't know that. I thought part two was the search yeah. for more money. Yeah, that's what part two was supposed to be called, and then part three, uh, part three, I think had a joke about like what happened to Spaceballs two. Or something. Oh, so maybe they changed the name of part two to like they did because history of the world part one, even though there wasn't a part two. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he, he fucked uh, with people. Yeah, it was something like that. There, so there was supposed to be a, a part three, but uh, I mean, the the funny thing is of all the the funny thing of all the people they they showed, uh, they showed them they also all look so old now, and <laughs> they they just look so terrible by comparison. You know, so it'd be kind of funny yeah. to see them all. See all the old space balls uh, come but, back. Uh, the thing that I like is Nick Crow and and Wanda Sykes. They're very not only are they smart, but they're they're comedians that that wouldn't be afraid to tackle Blazing Saddles because only smart people realize that Blazing Saddles is not a racist movie. He makes no. fun of it's satire, but then he makes fun of every fucking race and like even the black guy in the th- like Mel Brooks is like. Uh, when he pulls the, the sheriff over and he's like, did you know he's a Nick? Uh, I'm talking <laughs> to the wrong guy. <laughs> and he doesn't say it. Like, that is the kind of comedy that Mel Brooks is known for. He makes fun of every fucking type of person. No, there's no one. No one can hide from Mel Brooks's comedy. And I think they would be the ones to bring Spaceballs, you know, back. Or Blazing Saddles back. I even think if they're going to bring... If they bring Blazing uh, Spaceballs, yo, get Kevin James to play Barf or Barf's son and put him no, in the makeup and costume. That that's probably that would be the funniest gag that it's it's Barf's son because he's a he's a mog. He don't live as long as humans yeah. or something. Barf so. Barf's son spew or something. <laughs> yeah, something something Barf related. Yeah. Um, or he he think, he's like a. He's refined. He thinks he's so fancy, but in reality, he's still got those habits of like, you know, drinking out of the bowl, and his face is all wet. But he tries to play it off like he's so sophisticated. And then, like at the turning point, like he rips his shit off and he goes ape shit and just you know turns back like, to the real bar. Yeah, like he starts kicking ass or fucking you know. But it, it's doing... definitely something that like they can easily write in. Like, hey, before like a long time ago, you know, before Barth died, he fathered a litter, and there's like six yeah. fucking little barfs in the yeah. in the thing and it's like barf vomit spew yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. something like that yeah. it's like chewbacca's family and then kevin james or J- uh, uh jason siegel could play barf i think i think that would be a, a legit like easy whatchamacallit and uh what's her name the the comedian uh, she was just doing what's the trevor noah show uh, the Daily Show. Yeah, she was. She just. She was on the Daily Show as a, a guest host while they look for a host. Uh, Sarah Silverman. Sarah I believe. Silverman could play the role of Dot. Mm, yeah, she, she got like that. She uh, could be Windows something. Like they change her from Dot Matrix to like <laughs> HP or so, like something newer. Like they, I, I <laughs> H- think there's so much. Uh, a, um, laser printer or fucking HDMI. <laughs> yeah, I, I think there could be there's so much that they can do and and upgrade the movie, but also keep it the same. And like I would love if they have like the same shitty fucking Winnebago. They just up <laughs> the engine or something. Like something doesn't fit. 
Like they have like an engine on the back that looks new and everything else is all fucked right. up and jacked scratches and shit. Yeah. Like it's a man at a time and yeah, the same I, interior I, and all that shit. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The same interior, same ugly, got the dice, got all the fucking bullshit. I they they can do it. I know it'll be difficult because Mel Brooks is really old and he wouldn't be able to to be in it or even directing is gonna be difficult. But even if he wrote it and someone directed it that can do those kind of dirty comedies, I definitely feel like it's it's worth doing. Blazing Saddles is is a lot harder, you know, to make nowadays because of everything. But imagine Blazing Saddles with like transgender jokes as well as like all races. <laughs> it would be fucking hilarious. Like include everyone in their in their mockery. They could put uh, Mel Brooks in Spaceballs. They just give him the death cameo in the beginning, like why he's like why the Spaceballs are declaring war or something because like he dies, like, he's on his deathbed in like the first scene, and that kind of oh, kicks him off with the story. James Earl Jones and and uh, coming to America. Yeah, like just just dump him right on the first few minutes without without even realizing. Just don't do it as stupid as uh, in coming to America. Where he's like, he's like, I'm gonna die now. <laughs> he just dies. It's like the stupidest fucking scene. I, I feel like they couldn't come up with something, and it was just like, what can we come up with that stupid? Somebody said something stupid, and they were just like, let's do, let's try that. And then they were just like, you know. so bad. But I, I, there's so much potential for Spaceballs too, and you know, or Robin Hood. Like, there's so much potential because a lot of the cast in Robin Hood is still alive as well, and you can use a lot of them and and kind of you know, work the gimmick and, and do, you know, make, I, I, I know it's people will kind of dump on this, but I really feel like Adam Sandler can, can make something like Mel Brooks, like make it for him. And if, if anyone if could, I think stuff. Adam Sandler could, because Adam Sandler, as much as his comedies get the, you know, the shit, he can make a satire really weird. Like if he's directing it, and not writing it, I think it could work. I think because it's Mel Brooks's voice, but just through Adam Sandler's lens, I definitely feel like it could work. You know, especially when you watch like Ridiculous Six or any of those stupid movies, how crazy out there it is. And he can go blue, you know, and, I, I, and I think rate the, it all. His, I think that was like his only movie that seems to be like a real like comedy. I feel like a lot of his comedies were real life basis. So that's kind of with like the funny, organic funny, but I kind of feel like he did Adam Sandler. Yeah, he doesn't. I feel like he not a lot of his movies have stepped out of that realm. You know what I'm saying? Because even like like Happy Gilmore is is a comedy, but at the same time, like that's could be more realistic. It's based in reality. I think only he did a couple of movies that were kind of based outside of reality. Or yeah, that's what. Don't you think it's time? Do you think? He oh yeah, no, uh, no, yeah. I think I think he can. He was right. He just has to stay away from you know being too. Uh, Adam Sandler. That that's why I think if Mel Brooks wrote it or it's written already, you know, that's when I can see it being kind of, you know, um, a lot easier to go because instead of if Adam Sandler writes it, even if he tries to do it through the Mel Brooks lens, it's not going to be Mel Brooks. It's going to be Adam Sandler with Mel Brooks hints. But if Mel Brooks writes it, you know, it's easier to direct. It's easier to show the the voice of someone if they wrote it versus. Them to, like I would rather him direct it if Mel Brooks can't, then it never happened. And they got to do it before he dies because that motherfucker he's Mel Brooks super old. He's up there. I, I just saw a recent interview with him. Like he's still sharp as fuck. He still remembers shit from 
you know, like he legit, like even in conversation, he remembers a lot of stuff. He was bringing up stories from from the uh, the story that I, I was talking about, the 12 chairs. Like he was bringing up stories from that. He was go- like, he remembers a lot of shit from the 60s and 70s, even now. And that, that interview that I saw was 2021, I think. Mm, wow. So, so he's not, you know, he's he's up there, but I, maybe physically he can't, but I think writing, I, he, he can. He's not Jimmy Cartering. <laughs> yeah. But I, didn't Jimmy Carter just die? No, he's in home hospice. He's going to die. That means he's dying. But uh, Jimmy Carter's a national treasure. <laughs> I thought he died, though. <laughs> nah, he didn't die. Not yet. Um, when he dies, you'll know about it. Because it's the fucking death of a fucking president. Because houses stopped getting built? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's the, last, he's the last motherfucker out there left the uh, building for... Uh, that motherfucker put in one nail and then go play golf. <laughs> <laughs> he's I like, mean, you ready? Shoot. Yeah, house is built. And then he's like, cut. He's like, all right, give me this... Get, get my fucking clubs. Get this fucking hammer out of my hand. <laughs> get these paws out of here. Yeah, exactly. I, I got a shower. I smell like Paul. <laughs> but I, I do think he, him and uh, Paul Newman are, they, they were like the last of the the people that actually did work for charity without without advertising it's for charity, you know? Yeah. I mean, Jimmy Carter was uh, always, uh, after he left the office, he was always into doing those things, so... Like he he didn't get rich uh, rich off of it. No, I mean Paul Newman. Even his popcorn still uh, goes to the Newman Foundation. He raced cars in his late ages for charity for his foundation. You know, like Newman's own that gives money to his charity. Mm. So he's he's also he was a national treasure as well. But Mel Brooks is when it comes to film. I'm a fucker. He's he. he I, I love the fact that I'm I'm reading his book because as much as I thought I knew about him, you know, we 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 did a couple of episodes or or talked about his movies. Like a, we did a Spaceballs episode, uh, and a, we did a Blazing Saddles episode. Yeah, then we did both, right? Yeah, because we already wrote the whole story and yeah, yeah. yeah. It, so, and I think we might have done Men in Tights. I, I I just know we we try to do stuff on his movies and. It's it's something that when you hear what he was thinking while he was doing it or why like he fought with, the only time he ever fought with Gene Wilder for Young Frankenstein is because he didn't want Mel Brooks didn't want the dance number in Young Frankenstein. Uh, at the end, you know, when they do the put him on the Ritz uh, where Frankenstein and Gene, and Gene uh, Wilder <laughs> are doing the fucking the dance shit and all yeah. that like. Mel Brooks was like, this is not going in the movie. And they had a big fight for weeks on putting that in the movie. And Gene Wilder was like, let's just shoot it. And if you don't like it, we don't put it in the movie. And they, Mel Brooks was like, nope, I'm, we're not shooting. Like, he was adamant about not shooting it because he thought that joke and that gimmick in the scene would change the, the, art, the artistry of the movie. And he would... It would make it a comedy at that point. He thought it wouldn't work with the like um, the cohesion of the movie. So they shot it. They put it on. Then when they showed it to the test audience, people fucking were crying, laughing at that shit. And he leaned towards him. And he was like, I'm sorry. It's in. The only, the, only thing, the only thing they fucked up is they made the movie like 
two hours and eight minutes. Like, it was a long-ass movie. And the first screening, Mel Brooks said that he saw, like, people tired and they were laughing too much. And so he wanted to shorten it. So he said, you know, he stood up and said, thank you for watching our movie. Come back in three weeks. You'll see a 90-minute version of the movie. And I could have like, I could have stand for a longer cut of Young Frankenstein. Yeah, but it, it's one of those things where he saw fatigue in people, like laughing, that they stopped laughing or they weren't laughing where he thought they were. So he kind of, you know, recut the movie and, and took a couple of things out because he said he loved so many scenes. But the weirdest thing is that, or not weirdest, the coolest thing is the the set and the the pieces that they were using on set the machines, the beakers, the everything in the in the laboratory is uh-huh. from the original Frankenstein. From like they back found in the it 30s? in a warehouse. Yeah, they because it was a Warner Brothers movie. They found it in a warehouse, and it was still in good condition, and they reused all of it. That's crazy. That shit must have been like 50, 60 years old mm-hmm. at that point. Yeah, he they used all of it. So it's it's very interesting. It, it's it's very interesting, and there's there will never be another fucking Mel Brooks to to take the limit of. You know, blue comedy and then racism and just attack <laughs> it, you know, because he even talks about how much hate mail he got for in the producer Springtime for Hitler. And he he got so much hate mail from the Jewish community, from everyone. <laughs> and he was just like the way to beat Hitler and the way to beat Nazis is not to fight them head on. You embarrass them and make fun of them. It's like, that's what I'm doing. This is satire. I'm making fun of them. And he's like, some people got it, some people didn't, but he didn't care. He still kept it in because they wanted Stalin for springtime. They thought Hitler was too, too far. Too much? Yeah. <laughs> because uh, Stalin did everything in secret and uh, Hitler was out in the open about it. Yeah, I, fuck him. I, I think it wouldn't have been as funny if, it, if the gay Hitler wasn't singing on stage. <laughs> it definitely was way more funny in the producers with that, uh, you know. I think it was funnier. The the other some of the other topics we had. Hopefully you watched the movies this week. Hopefully you watched at least one. There's I was a, catching up on uh, Picard. <laughs> there's a CNN. There's a CNN article you sent me. That wasn't a Florida man, was it? No, 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 Virginia. Okay, cool. So we can read it now. This is a uh, CNN. Two inmates were found at an IHOP in Virginia after escaping by digging a hole with tools made with a toothbrush and a metal object, officials say. So they dug their way into an IHOP? Uh, not, they dug their way out of the prison, and their first stop was IHOP. Oh, okay, we're found <laughs> at an IHOP. I thought they were digging out of the prison, like landed in an IHOP. I was like, that's a fucking movie right there. That does sound like a movie. But it was IHOP funny, for like, freedom? They call yeah. it that shit? <laughs> He was digging. He was like, "I can't wait to get out of here and get some pancakes." And you smell, you smell that? <laughs> Is that fresh and fruity? <laughs> the so two inmates who escaped Newport from a Newport News, Virginia jail by digging out and scaling a wall were found nearby IHOP hours later. Tuesday, officials <laughs> said it says the Newport News jail annex discovered the two inmates. John Garza, 37, and Arlie Nemo, 43, missing during a routine headcount around 7 p.m. Monday night. The Newport News Sheriff Office said in the news release, the pair had dug a hole through one of the jail walls using primitive tools that they constructed out of toothbrush and metal objects. Preliminary investigation revealed those tools helped them 
access untied rebars and in the wall, which they use for the rest of their escape. Oh, so they untied rebar and then they use that to for the rest of the escape. I was going to say, oh, that's the strongest toothbrush known to man. Yeah, that's that's some shit. They, so that's like extra plaque toothbrushes. Or something. That's like super strong. It's like a horse toothbrush or something. <laughs> After getting out, the two encountered a containment wall and had to scale the wall and leave the arena. They found Tuesday morning at an IHOP and they were arrested by police. <laughs> it's it fucked up because they, they get, get there. The order? That's what I was going to say. Did they, uh, they, did they even get to like eat? <laughs> like, listen, call the cops, but could we get a couple of orders of pancakes to go? Yeah, let me let me at least wet my beak. I I think <laughs> the the what's crazy is that the hole in the wall that they show that shit is like this is out of Shawshank Redemption. This is a comedy Shawshank Redemption. Like, is that big of a hole? Like, yeah, it's a, it's a hole that you could like a they could fit through. It's a big ass hole. Yeah, but like. How do motherfuckers not notice some shit like that? Like, the fuck they put an IHOP poster over it. I don't fucking know. <laughs> that was the dream. <laughs> uh, or from their window, they could always just see the IHOP, and they were just like, I'm going to get there one day. And then there, Garza was in custody on charges including contempt of court, probation, violations of failure to appear. Nemo was being held on charges of credit card fraud, credit card larceny, forgery, possession of burglary tools, grand larceny, contempt of court, probation, violation, on the sheriff's office. <laughs> but nothing about stealing pancakes. So at least they didn't get charged with... Uh, I mean, they didn't arrest, yeah. like, the hamburger. This is a real guy. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> you want the fucking... The pancake smuggler. Like, it's not that. You gotta smuggle, smuggle them in over the... Uh, you know? That's nuts. This is this is a fucking... Like, a movie, dude. That, yeah, that does, that does line up. I wonder them. how much time they had. Like, did they have fucking decades? <laughs> like, or is it a few yeah. years and they just left? In prison, nothing but time. <laughs> I don't know. I just laugh at every time I see those things where they. I saw one that this guy was. He was in jail for like four months, broke out, and he had like eight months left. And it's like, dude, <laughs> you just ruined your fucking life. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> I mean, maybe he really, really, really wanted those pancakes. <laughs> oh, that he was getting raped and he was shitting pancakes. I don't. I don't know if that's the case, but still, like, goddamn, dude, you just now. You just left, and then now you're going to go back for, what, five, six years for fucking leaving? At least. I, I, like, oh, they, I don't know how time they, works, but is that, it's crazy. I mean, they're gonna, they, there's no question they're going to slap charges on him. But they, they were like, hey, give us your pancake. He's <laughs> can't have my pancake. This is like life with the cornbread. You ain't going to have my cornbread. Yeah, uh, that's I, so. To me, that's I, I understand. I've been to jail, but that's so fucking silly, dude. Escaping, <laughs> so, like you had, especially eight if you only left. got eight eight months left. I mean, yeah, I don't want to be in jail, but that's I, that's doable by comparison. Yeah, unless you get fucking super raped every day, it might be a little bit. That eight months might be pretty bad. Well, then you need to figure out a way to rape them first, or put a razor blade in your butthole. Nah, just become a snitch. Fuck it. Or become you know. a snitch or go punch a guard in the face and try to get solitary. Yeah, but they'll have more time on that, no? Yeah, probably. So, you, well, and then if you got a razor, then you might get in trouble for that. Which is probably a stick off. You're going to cut your ball hole. You're going to wind up being in the infirmary <laughs> for fucking shoving razors in your ass. Nah, you just like, you f- put the flaps, the razors this way, so when they go in, 
the razors push in like into into your you're still crack. signing your fucking poop shoe, dude. That's not gonna no, be easy. It's not in the shoe. It's on the cheeks, right? So where where the cheeks would close? The oh, you mean in, like making the hot then, gates? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then, and then when when the wiener comes back out, it's gonna get caught on the thing on the fucking razors and gonna be filleted. Gonna be filleted a fish up in that ass. He's making a fucking ass crack hot game <laughs> from 300. And then, the worst part is <laughs> once he goes in there, then you, you just look back at him and like, I got you now. I'm like, you're mine. Yeah. <laughs> this is <laughs> dick destruction, whatever the fuck he's going to say. But he, he I just know that's, that's rough. He clinched the ball and it just snaps the, snaps the trap on it. And it's just like, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know how much that, how how that's going to work. I mean... I mean, you got nothing but time to figure that shit out. You just got to carve it. The engineering and logistics. Yeah, yeah, you just got to carve it all into the wall. And then when they finally come in, they're like, this is all these butthole traps on the wall. And buttholes and blades drawn like cave drawings. Yeah, essentially. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's... uh, That's how to survive prison. You you could go on that guy's channel that's like, how to survive a shark attack. Dive all the way down. <laughs> yeah. Make a mess in the sand. And then when he comes down to investigate, you slam his head in the sand. Yeah. That guy's pretty funny. The another one from Eat This Not That website. Oh yeah, Eat This Not That slash supermarket tricks. This was from last week. Fifteen ways grocery stores trick you into spending more money. Yeah. I think sounds, you shared this. Could be. That sounds about right. We we've seen those we've seen some of those tricks in action. I just want to see how many. I, I've never looked. I just want to see how many of these I've I've fallen for, <laughs> or how many you've implemented uh, back back in the day. Let's see. Number one, free samples. Can't say I have. No, nah, I don't think that that. One, I don't. I don't know who that really works on that hard. No, but free free samples are for me like. I I've always been the fat guy, and I'm not gonna be the guy that's walking up to you and being like, "Can I have one of those?" Like I'm not doing it. It just I. <laughs> It's too much because I I could only look to the right or left of me and see a group of kids that's like look at his fat ass getting lunch <laughs> like I can't I'm not I, I'm not doing it save some for the rest of us chunky yeah exactly like it's a sample like not <laughs> y'all gonna sample your mom's box after this bro no but that's what you like the serving size says five <laughs> suck my dick <laughs> uh, then then you just being a fat ass I mean I can I I don't know any other way number two is beefing up your meat that sounds crazy. <laughs> you have noticed that some of the meat in the grocery store have a note that says that saline solution has been added. That means the giant piece of meat you're holding has been injected and soaked in water. Okay, that's that's gross. I can't ever say I've seen that in a uh, no in a supermarket. <laughs> Number three is why can't I fucking move to the. Uh, cage-free eggs. I mean, what is a cage? <laughs> so all that's a gimmick. The only, yeah. the only gimmick, not gimmick, is I think it's like it has to have free range and something else in order for it to be because cage-free can mean that they get like ten minutes a day outside of a cage. Yeah, for like ten they, minutes they're free from the cage. Yeah, they don't have to specify and they don't have to tell you how long. They don't have to fucking put that on the package so they can literally be feeding the chicken garbage and then hey he's outside of the cage then come back into the cramped space but i think 
free range or something. I can't remember the wording, but they're really expensive eggs. And they're also not as big as normal eggs. Those are chickens that are, you know, there's no coops. It, it's literally a ra- like a fucking range. But I mean, I don't know if we're going to survive outside. <laughs> you got to pay for those, though. Yeah. Uh, giant shopping carts. So I guess the gimmick is the bigger the shopping cart, the more shit you're going to throw in. Not me. I'm always, I'd always uh, focus fire. And I knew what I wanted and what I was going to get. Damn. All right. This one got me. Impulse items near the register. Candy. <laughs> <laughs> yep. All right. Yeah, yeah. All right. Fine. Fine. <laughs> You know what I haven't had? A Snickers in a long time. Oh, look, there's one right there. <laughs> I can't. I... But secretly, yeah, they're, yeah. they're walking around the supermarket putting a Snickers in your fucking eye peripherals, and they were just yeah. like, we're going to get this guy. The, what, what's, was it Five Below? Five Below and some Targets, when they have the lines that, like, wrap around, in that area of wrap around, there's shelves and goods. Uh, so, like, too. you literally, like, when you go to Five Below, there's like 20 shelves and then bowls of stuff and hanging like you're going through this like um, like an airport thing. But or through the airport thing, yeah. there's shelves. So you're literally just standing in line and you're just like, huh, pull that on. It. Like it didn't uh, catch you with that shit. To an ironic point, when I went to see that Dragon Ball uh, movie last year with. Uh, um, well, my missus. <laughs> yes. When we went, we went into the five below, and she did that because there was shit hanging on the red right yeah. above the register. And I could, I don't know what it was, but I know she grabbed at least two of them motherfuckers. She's yo, <laughs> if that shit is a keychain, if it's a sticker, she's get, she's catching it. She's like, oh, yeah. I'll take eight. She's she fucking was, the Zoidberger shopping, like she yeah, literally take all that shit. Hook line and sinker, they caught it. Yeah, <laughs> always they always catch you with that shit. The only thing that they'll catch me with is either snacks. If I'm there to buy snacks, they won't catch me with snacks because I already got snacks. But, like, in Home Depot, I'll grab a drink. I'll always yeah. like, grab well, also, Granted, I'll grab a drink, then start shopping, and then put it somewhere, and then don't pay for it. Scuzz! Scuzz another universe. Number six, pricey eye-level items. I want the cheap... I, I was, back in the day, I definitely wanted the cheaper shit. Like, just because something's more expensive doesn't mean I want it. And if it's not the thing I want, then I'm not, you know... Well, this is this is going like the aisle is the same, but maybe the most expensive bread will be at like the five foot something level, so that everyone sees the most expensive. And normally, the cheapest shit is on the bottom. Uh, that's true, but I mean, I, I'm a brand loyalty man. I know the bread I like, <laughs> so you ain't no, get it, I'm, I'm with you. Like, I'm I'm not gonna. I'm not normally. I don't go for like the easiest thing that I can reach. It's like, oh wait. I normally get this type of bread. I'm going to get this yeah. type of bread. I'm not going to change because it's on the bottom. You, you know what I mean? Like, it's, that yeah. doesn't uh, really work. It doesn't matter to me. <laughs> Hiding the essentials. This like, says, have you ever noticed <laughs> that all the essential items like bread and milk are stored in the back of the store? That's not a coincidence. Supermarkets put those items in the back of the store so that you trek through the aisles and pass more tempting junk food. Items like chips and soda just to get what you need instead of giving into those products and keep a list and, uh, uh, you know, instead of keeping to your list. I can see people getting caught with that. Yeah. I, I mean, it, it, it's, it normally happens in stores like Target because some, some Targets have, they have certain things on the second level. So, like, if you want, I think laundry detergent is on the first level. 
and then the second level has like certain home goods. So like if you come for a couple of things, you have to go through the floors to fucking get it. So mm-hmm. your your basket turns into a shopping cart really quick. So they kind of, you know, swindle you there. Detergent on the first floor, dryer sheets on the second. <laughs> I mean, that that's, it's it's a gimmick. We talked about this a, a, a few months ago with all the cereals that are meant for children have the mascots pointing at kids. Like, they're, yeah. eye, they're pointing on the box. They're all pointing so that the kid looks up and it looks like the mascot is pointing down to them. And then, like, mommy, I want tricks. And like, fuck, I got to get this little shit tricks. Tricks is fucking trash. Get something better. The tricks is for kids. <laughs> and it's trash. You know what you should get? Stupid. Googie Chris. <laughs> <laughs> Number eight is 10 for 10 deals. When you see a 10 for 10 deal, you think you're saving money by grabbing a few, a few of these items in bulk for just a buck each. But if you read the fine print, you'll notice that many sales like these still apply when you buy less than the advertised amount. So you don't load. So don't load your cart with tons of the same item. So if you bought six, it'll be six dollars. But they put ten for ten, so you buy ten. Ah, uh, I don't think that applies for everywhere, though. It doesn't because they will catch you with that shit. It's like, oh, you, you got nine. I right, that's fifteen dollars. Yeah, you got to buy the required number to get, it, which is still a gimmick in its own right. They force you to buy for yes, uh, for some stuff. Yes, I I believe I do believe that as well. Where they go, you know, two for five. Or they give you items that you don't need or don't want that many, or you're not going to eat that many. You know, yeah. like if, if it's going to go bad, like when they do the yogurts and it's like six, six packs for this much. And it's like, <laughs> you buy it. And then it's like, fuck, I, two of these just went bad before I could even eat them shits. And now you just wait, you could have just bought three and not wasted anything. Number nine is eye catching signs. So this one's like elaborate signs that say sale or things like that. <laughs> deals, deals. I remember they used to come and do the, the sales check. They would come with a circular to the deli and they would make sure everything that had the had to have that yellow and red sign uh, on it. And whatever the sale items were, they, we had to have the sign. Otherwise, that was, you know. Get the, the main thing to do is pay attention to the how much per item. Look at the sale sign. Look at the bottom. Look at the size. Look at the can. And see how much are you really getting a deal? Because all of that stuff is sometimes it'll like Walmart. If you peel the sticker off behind it, it'll say like two for three, and then you know uh, one for two. Like they'll it's it's literally the same price just reversed, or they kind of catch you with that where it's normally that price. They put a sticker on it and make you think it's on sale. You know, Amazon nineteen ninety nine today. 20.00 like they catch you it's yeah. just a, you know they they fuck you in the butt with that right in the pancake right in the flapjack uh co- number 10 is constant layout changes that one's more annoying than anything you keep moving shit around and i'm just like yo what the fuck well this is okay so that makes sense it's so you always get confused when you come in forces you to wander and walk around and buy shit you might not need i guess I'm that fo- I'm, I'm focus fired <laughs> Nah, but if you're walking around, like, if they catch me in a Target and shit is moved, they definitely might catch me, like, wandering to the toy area. <laughs> I think you want to go to the toy area either way, motherfucker. Yeah. yeah, problem. Number 11 is sensory overload. The supermarket, bakery, and flower shops are not just placed at the front of these supermarkets at convenience. 
they are for best-selling items and smells that trigger hunger. Yeah, but fucking supermarkets, uh, uh, Six Flags, all of those places do that yeah. shit too. Although if you got some fresh baked bread, you might get me fresh baked <laughs> bread or baked bread. <laughs> fresh baked bread. There you go. It might catch you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when they used to make the hot fresh baguettes, uh, <laughs> hot, fresh baguettes. Yeah, that that lady was she was funny. The no, but the, like I, I meant more where they like Hershey Park. Uh, they put the the, yeah, yeah, the the fucking Hershey all over. Which I mean, I mean, I'm already there. I want Hershey's. I'm here. They do that on cruises too, though. In in the on the boardwalk of the cruise. Where you go on the boardwalk, there's like smells in the air of like candy, and it kind of always leads you to that candy store that is mad <laughs> expensive. And like yeah, all yeah. the seating is outside the candy store. You're sitting on gumdrop candies. Like it, it literally, mm. like the fucking airplane guy, just like, ah, ah, right there, just fucking waving you into that bitch. In reality, somebody's out there just sprinkling sugar over your ass yeah. <laughs> to, to lure you in. They're just like, uh, <laughs> or somebody walks by you and they just throw a little sugar on you, like without you knowing it, like some spy shit. Or they're just like gumdrops, gumdrops. <laughs> they, you're like, what? Nothing. And then you start thinking about gumdrops. Those candies are f- fuck them. I hope that fucking store burns down. Them, them dudes beating people over the head for candy. The one that was like seventy dollars a pound. Yeah, or it was. It's like they they're like, no, no, this is cheap, and you get like a handful of M and M's. It's like twenty something dollars. Yeah, that's uh, fuck them. They took your ass. No, they didn't. I put that shit back. <laughs> oh, fuck okay. I was, I, they, we bought some of it, but all of it. I was like, no, no, no take, take some. Like, nah, we're not, we're not catching me with this shit. Take some of that out. And they literally just took the bag and she put it behind the counter. And chances are, she separated that shit and put it back in the candy spots. That doesn't surprise I me. I could have put place. my dick in it. I could have did a whole bunch of stuff. They still putting that shit back. Gross. Number 12 is soothing music. Grocery uh, stores have soothing music. I mean, I don't think music uh, affects me to, you know. Like, yeah, that, that doesn't more. really. Uh, no, nah, never really. And then a whole bunch of times I used to go to the supermarket down here, it was Spanish music anyway, so they fucking didn't pay me no mind. Number 13 is reward cards. This definitely, some places, this is, it comes in handy, but more often yeah. than not. Around here, no, Midwest, yeah, that's where those cards uh, catch well, up. Well, no, but those cards, the, the, the old cards that used to be, you know, when you, when you spend like $300, you get something, or not at the time, over time, or yeah. you build up enough points, you can get certain things, or the card Miss Fanboy had when it, for C Town. When they scan it, it definitely gets cheaper. Like, you get a lot of the sales, but mm-hmm. reward cards, like Models, every $100 you spend, uh, you get like 10 bucks or a dollar. So, like, it's it, the, the gimmick that they always catch you with is every time I get like a code from Under Armour, they'll give you a code, the new stuff you can't use the code on, <laughs> or they give you a code for this drop. But the code doesn't start until like a week later. That's fucked up. So they, the thing about those stuff like that, it's a gimmick. The thing about those rewards cards, quote unquote, even though sometimes they'll give you discounts, the primary thing they want from you is your information, name, 
date of birth, fucking email address. That's the info they love to harvest because that's the info they're going to fucking sell and make fucking a killing off of it. Yeah, I'm, but there are, I, I think the best ones right now are the credit card ones. Like the Amazon card and all that, like the reward yeah. system there. I think those are yeah. worth it because you're buying stuff anyway. You don't have to do anything different, you know, so that kind of works. But, yeah. when, you know, but you got to, I think you got to figure them out. Just don't go fucking, hey, I'm getting these things. Yeah, not but, but I'm, I'm, I'm more referring to like the, like Models was the one that we were always helping on going to Models. And then I remember they go, oh, you unlocked the $20 off. I'm like, all right, cool. Uh, just take it off. No, no, no your next purchase. <laughs> so then I go, okay, I'm gonna go buy a, a shirt, and it's like you can't, you can only use it on thirty dollars and over. Like they always, there's always the next gimmick, you yeah, know. Like always. with with sideshow collectibles, with hot toys, you just build points, and eventually, it, like every point has a certain dollar amount. Like right now, I think I have like eighty points off of my next purchase, and it'll tell you. In your next like year, you'll accrue this much with your purchases that you have on pre-order. So like once I get to enough that's like 180, 200 bucks, I'll just get another figure, a full mm. figure, and they let you use it on sale items. Well, I mean, they're already overcharging for everything, so the least they can do is let you get. I ain't a gonna start with that shit. Which you fucking, <laughs> you don't collect it, so of course it's gonna be overcharged. <laughs> pricing, pricing that end prices ending in ninety nine cents. I think that's just so stupid. Anybody that falls for that, you stupid. It says, ending at 99 cents instead of rounding off to a dollar. It seems like a randomly odd tactic, but a genius to make you spend more more money ending prices off at 99 cents or other odd numbers tricks you into thinking that you're getting a product for a much cheaper. Um, number 15 is definitely a big one. Limited time offers. This, we've all been caught uh, with something, you know, it, I I learned this a long time ago, especially for some clothes. Granted, sneakers is a little different. Sneakers is, if it's limited, it's going to be years before that shit come back. But a lot of times for clothes, you fucking, you do all this shit or a game and it doesn't sell out. And I, yeah, I think it's, it's, I think it's different for certain products. But like you know, like at a supermarket or something, like that's no real big deal. But like, you, especially with the way it is now, like you said, sneakers. There, you already know, motherfuckers is limited or people is gouging or whatever. But you yeah, know. it's figures the same thing. Figures people are gonna buy it, sell it immediately for double or triple the price, and beat you in the head as as best they can. You know, they whenever something launches for a pre order or it's announced that the pre order is opening. They'll put it up on eBay immediately. Thank they already got that shit. Man. Put up immediately. Like, oh, uh, you know, oh, a fifty dollar figure. All right, two twenty. And once it comes out, I'll I'll sell it to you. <laughs> but you pay now, though. Of course. The last. Oh no, that was the last one. Sorry, limited. Uh, limited time offers was the last one. Limited time on these fucking nuts. Florida man. No, I was just thinking of these guys were on a ski lift and the ski lift was passing each other. Didn't I send you that one? Where he's like, Hey, you ever heard of Imagine Dragon? He's like, Imagine me dragging these nuts across the face <laughs> and while he was passing the guy and the guy's just laughing while he's going the other way. Did you see the one of the ski lift? That shit was out of control. That shit was moving at like 30, 40 miles an hour, and it was literally firing were people, there people off. on them? 
Yeah, and it was, as it was coming around, people were getting shot off of it. Like, I need another well, fear. <laughs> well, fucking people would get the, the cars were just crashing into one another, the uh, the bench. And people wanted people getting fucked up, bro. Like, that shit was like, oh, like, that was some fucking movie shit. Like, I need another fear. The worst yeah, was the guy when it was sitting in the passenger seat with his legs up. And they get into a crash, oh. and his leg bends back, and he can fucking touch the high five the bottom of his foot. That was nuts. I saw that shit. I was like, "Oh my god!" When the leg blows back, he's looking at the bottom of his shoe. He's like, "Huh? I think I need some new shoe." Yeah. Oh, that's tough. That's fucking brutal. Oh, have you not seen enough movies to know you don't put your fucking legs on the fucking dash, bro? What are you shitting me? The our our weekly Florida man headline. This one's not as super funny. This one's kind of. Um, I'll grab another one if you need it. I I would say this one's mid. Because <laughs> I think we went the one I had. I I read it again and I think we read that one already a while ago. I'll read it again just in case you know. Just if if you if you didn't tune into that episode. This is Florida man charged for throwing a hot dog at St. Pete police officer. I, I think we did that one already. That was for July 4th. The the headline I had today. Let's see. So we have two. Florida man drives stolen truck to Space Force base to warn of a battle between aliens and dragons. <laughs> oh, dragons, eh? <laughs> I guess they were dragging his balls across that guy's face one too many times. He said he was on a mission from the president. I mean, John Corey Johnson, twenty nine, stole a truck from Riviera Beach and drove to Patrick Space Force Base near the Kennedy Space Kennedy Space Center. When Johnson tried to get on the base, he claimed the president told him in his mind that he needed to take the vehicle and warn the government. That there were U.S. aliens fighting Chinese dragons. Why it gotta be Chinese dragons? <laughs> because the, the dragons are in Chinese lore. Yeah, but it's just weird. He was arrested and charged with grand theft auto of a motor vehicle. So that, that was one. Then the other headline I had was, Florida woman speeds through checkpoint, takes a selfie during the traffic stop. <laughs> That's fucked up. It's fucking stupid. A Florida woman was, at, was arrested... After speeding through a checkpoint in Lee County, according to the deputies, Shelby Peters, 24, she likes these three bills, sped through <laughs> the checkpoint and did not stop. According to the authorities, Peters finally stopped, but while the deputy called for her ba- for backup, he saw her take a selfie before driving off again. <laughs> and he, he drove off on him. Yeah, um, she, she's kind of big. Um, but I got a, I got a quick one. If you want this one's like a semi classic that we've seen similar to, but apparently Is it you didn't know that drugs were yours, or you threw food <laughs> at someone. It's food related. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Summerfield man arrested after allegedly slapping woman in the face with slice of pizza. So we we did do that one. <laughs> we well, did. no 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 no, but no, we've done that. But I think this is under different circumstances. A okay. Summerfield man was arrested after allegedly slapping a woman's face with a slice of pizza during an argument. The Mason. County Sheriff Office received a 911 hang-up call Friday involving possible domestic violence. When the deputy arrived at the 39-year-old home, a woman said she had been angered when she disciplined a child by striking his bottom area, according to the arrest report. During the subsequent argument, 
Alfonso slapped her in the face with a pizza. So apparently over disciplining her kid, this dude hit the, hit the chicken in the face with a fucking dude. slice. Which is funny because that, that doesn't sound like the one we read back in the day. No, that's not. The one we read was two people were arguing and he whipped the fucking slice at her. <laughs> that was different. Though That was arguing over something else. But this one is like, oh, you hit the kid? And then, then he's like... <laughs> You want a pizza, me? <laughs> like, pow! <laughs> Fucking rocks him with that shit. He was like, oh, it's easy as pie to hit that kid. <laughs> no, when, when you read it, I thought you said a pun in the middle, but you didn't. It was like, I, I thought you said possible. You said possible, but I thought it was possible. I thought the, the, whoever wrote it was like going on the Italian theme. Uh, so I was like, oh shit, the fucking somebody's writing some gems in there. Uh, but. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. I hope you enjoyed our three headlines for Florida, which sometimes we have deja vu, and it really is different stories, but the same dumb shit. Yeah. So that, that's weird. But uh, make sure you buy our shit on Teespring. Again, rate us, please. It helps us in the long run. I'm the fanboy. I'm the hater. And, and don't slap somebody with your pizza, man. Just eat it. Yo, but off the top of my head, you want a pizza me? If that's like <laughs> go right there, I'm just throwing uh, that out there. Yeah, that was top quality. Yeah, thank you. <laughs>